Hello, welcome back. Hello, great to be back. Welcome to my my office, my physical space, my real life office. Yeah, yeah. This is, what is this? A WeWork? This a is former like, WeWork? WeWork cubicle? Uh, they did not work. I'll tell you, that. <laughs> <laughs> they did not work out. No, they actually had to. Uh, they liquidated the company, and had, there was a takeover. It's they them work it's now. <laughs> it's our work. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's great to be back. Uh, yeah, how have you been? I've been? I've been good. I've been having these like really weird dreams lately mm. so like so like i do this like film podcast so like you know dreams about movies not that unusual wow but i'll be like you know at a theater and i'll be like going down the aisle looking at all the movies that i can watch and this like guy just keeps reappearing in them. Mm. and he looks kind of like nicholas cage because it is nick cage Okay. But it's it's not like Nicolas Cage, the actor from like, you know, uh Raising Arizona or Adaptation or even like, you know, like Ghost Rider. Wild at Heart. Yeah. It's 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 like Nicolas Cage from like that meme of the scene from Vampire's Kiss where he's going, Really? <laughs> uh and it's just, you know, he's in these things where he's in like a movie where he plays a funny vampire or like a movie where he plays himself, but like he gets involved in this action thing and he's this funny meme movie star or he's in like a cameo role in like a superhero movie referencing a, like a failed film he was in Mm -hmm. or like he's, you know, John Wick basically. Yeah. Uh, And it's, it's really rough. And then you know, I get down to the end of the, the the hall, and there's this one movie, and it actually looks okay. Yeah. Like a real movie. Like, not like a funny movie. Yeah, right. Like a funny movie. Like a movie that's got jokes in it. Yeah. Um, a movie that's funny on purpose. Yeah. And that that movie, I found out recently, is real. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah, and it's especially creepy because it's by a director who did another movie that was bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually a movie we didn't do an episode on because neither of us finished watching it. Because we didn't give a fuck. (laughs) Because we, we, we got... I think I you got half an hour in, I got like an hour in, and we're like, this movie hates women. (laughs) I mean, it's not that it hates women. Sick of Myself, directed by Christopher Borgley. Uh, it's... Uh, it, it it does a very sort of, like... It, it, it does a specific premise. It's it, it feels like it's doing safe. Yeah. But without a character who actually has interiority. Yeah. And also is doing, like, a weird premise that's based on, like, the crocodile... Like that weird Russian benzo that causes your skin to melt. Yeah, so she kind of starts purposefully doing... She has this, like, Munchausen's with herself where, like, she kind of it gets high off of attention. She yeah. A woman wants attention. Yeah, and, uh, and that's, I think, a great premise for a film because I love movies about women who love attention. Yeah, horrible, horrible women. Horrible women. But it's written by someone who, like kind of it feels like he kind of just views her with contempt and it's like well then you're not 
I don't really, why do I care then? Like, why do yeah. I care enough to follow this film then? Yeah, literally. Uh, but that's, that's, and so I didn't. But, uh, his new movie, Dream Scenario, is about a guy, so it's a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) So he has personality. So he has personality. So his flaws do define him, and he does suck, but he's allowed to be, like, kind of a well-rounded character, and, like, you kind of want to see the ways in which he sucks, and you kind (laughs) of understand his situation Uh, uh, a little more. Uh... Very funny to have Nick Cage, but then still do a meme stunt casting, though. <laughs> uh, it It is. It is. Well, let's, yeah, let's explore what the real life film dream scenario is about. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it does follow uh, Nicolas Cage as uh, basically a college professor who just kind of starts showing up in people's dreams. And I think it's, it's all super important here. He's like not a fail guy. He's like yeah. the, the, the saddest type of fail guy, which is like a mid guy. He's mid. He, like, he's accomplished in his field, but not outstanding. He's a PhD. He's a teacher with a PhD. Yeah, he's a teacher with a PhD. He has a wife and kids. He's living the average Joe American life. Mm-hmm. And the film starts out pretty well it, it, it indicating that, like, maybe kind of has a chip on his shoulder about being... You know, like famous. <laughs> like maybe he wants to be like outstanding in his field. He wants to. He wants the notoriety. Uh, also, he's like getting his grad school work plagiarized. Yes. Uh, which is like this film has Ari Aster's touch on it. Ari Aster was the producer. Yeah. So it's very funny and awesome that there's like another grad school. There's like more grad school drama because I love that. I want to see more of that. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's uh, it. You can tell right away how much Ari Aster was like as the producer was probably being like, "What if you just did this?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That that also is possibly another uh kind of reason for this movie being more tolerable than Sick of Myself. It's we also just like visually a lot better. Sick yeah. of Myself didn't look terrible, but like, there's there's no shots that that stuck out in my mind the way they do here well i was also really impressed by the editing of of yeah. this movie versus sick of myself like the, it would be like as soon as scenes would end like before the punchline which i thought was like really strong a really strong way of the movie like pulling its punches and just like you know what's gonna happen so let's just skip to the next fucking scene and yeah. and the time dilation and the space dilation of that uh i, I thought was really clever and really well done yeah, no, it, and the way it'll even, like, cut to dreams, basically, mm-hmm. and have the kind of, like, filmic logic of a dream. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And, you know, before we go any further, yeah, it needs to be noted, uh, as you kind of, in, in as you kind of indicated before, this is a meme movie about a meme. Yeah. Uh, which uh, is usually, usually is kind of water over the flame of excitement, but this time it's like, I don't know, it's it's well done. Um, they even reference it indirectly in the film. They actually do. Yeah, they're like, "Oh yeah, this is kind of like that." There's like an old internet meme, kind of like this. Uh, the the Have you seen have this you, man? Have you seen dream? Have you dreamt this man? Yes, is what it is. Yeah. Um, and so in this film, it takes that kind of "Have you dreamt this man?" old like creepy meme image and is goes like, "Okay, but what if that was like a guy? Yeah. Like, what if that was just some guy?" Yeah, <laughs> and people started dreaming this dude in their dreams. What if he had to deal with the real fallout of... What if he was Bean Dad? <laughs> what if he was... 
Uh, we're going to get to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, to kind of roll through the movie, like, he, he, uh, his colleague is, like, stealing his research to write a whole book about, like, ants and shit. Um, it's, uh, it's very funny. It's a very funny, co- uh, conflict. She's also, uh, well, no, 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 he, he separately, they, like, bump into, uh, Paul's ex-girlfriend at, like, a, at, like, a theater. Uh, and that's kind of when they first start figuring out about the dream thing. Yeah, because his daughter has been having this weird continuing dream where he's just there. Yeah. And then his girlfriend is like, oh, I've been having, like, a dream where you're just you're just there, and it made me think I want to reach out. And then it's revealed that she's uh, writing for the new Inquiry, which is, like, a great gag where he doesn't know what it is. So she downs plays like, oh, it's like a blog. No one reads it. <laughs> no one reads Nobody it. Nobody reads the new it. Inquiry. It's, you know... Uh, whatever it's like oh i write about like psychology so i wanted to write like about you know like oh how weird how weird it is that like i've been having this dream of like my my ex from like decades ago and then i run into him like that then uh and from there it turns out a lot of people yeah just start having dreams are about having him. dreams about him including people who've never met him and it seems like it spreads out through his social circle because some of the other first people we see are like friends of friends mm-hmm. who are describing these dreams and then one of them is like oh my god i have the same dream but it's about our friend and they show her the photo and it's like really dramatic really well edited like 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 the audio cuts out as she's like clearly freaking out and like yeah. this is the guy in my dream yeah yeah it's actually kind of it, it actually is kind of freaky uh or or like i don't know the the, the whole thing throughout the movie of like contending with it as like an actual something about the the plot uh kind of works i i like that it's that it, it could have just done very lazily not lazily it could have just done simple magic realism but instead it kind of does treat it a little bit like a horror because it yeah. sort of is like yeah this would be like actually kind of like existentially horrifying but then people would like acclimate to it like really quickly because it's like well everyone's experiencing this so like yeah. it can't be that weird yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 interesting, and I also think that it's like a very funny and crucial like context of the film that like he's kind of like frustrated by people like it. He's he's like befuddled and like I don't know, kind of like interested in the phenomenon, but like the shit that he does in the dreams is like nothing. He just stands there, and yeah. it, and his character hilariously is just like oh that's kind of you're do i really not do anything and it becomes such a thing where his wife is like do you think everyone's trying to jab you over this yeah the 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 great line of the experts like are you still doing that thing where you're looking for the insult (laughs) which is great because it's itself an insult to say (laughs) uh but yeah no it's like it's this great like they they build it up really well because it starts off early on his, his daughter is telling him this dream she had where, like, this thing, like, you know, a panic situation happens and he doesn't do anything. And he's like, you don't think I would actually do that, right? Like, and, like, yeah. his wife is like, it's a it's a dream. Like, it's <laughs> like, it's not real. I saved you from drowning when you were four. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that's a whole, that's a whole other thing that happened in real life. Yeah. So it's not really relevant. Uh, uh, and it's, yeah, he, he gets this frustration where it's like, he obviously loves the attention but, you know, the the mid-fail guy thing where it's like, yeah. but he hates that it's like not, it's literally for something he's not doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. 
Yeah, like, I don't know. We'll, we'll, I do really want to unpack just, like, the general sort of, like, what that allegory is trying to say. But, like, I think the moment that I really keyed in and, like, clued into this movie's sense of humor was the conversation that... Because the wife obviously starts having him in her dreams. Uh, or, no, she doesn't, No, she actually. doesn't. Yeah, that's, she like, doesn't. that's the whole thing, is that, like, for some reason, people... In, uh, chunk of the people in his life just never have him in his dreams it's his yeah. wife and like his best friend just never dream him yeah yeah so but then she they have this it, it kind of folds out into this discussion where like her fantasy of him is him in a david byrne oversized suit from stop making sense yeah uh she's he's like oh it's like sexy <laughs> he immediately starts roasting her <laughs> It's like, why Why am I in the David Bird suit? And she's just, like, trying to come up with, like, a different fantasy. Like, uh, I don't know. You're on a horse and you have a big dick. He's like, no, let's go back to the David <laughs> Bird suit. That's what you wanted. <laughs> I, which, yeah, I, 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 and there's just a wonderful payoff with that at the end. Um, but I, I just thought that was so fucking weird. Like, the having his wife be a fucking weirdo is, like, it, it. It was like, oh my god, I can breathe again. Uh, yeah, a, a oh, character, god. a character in a movie is being like endearingly like idiosyncratic. Yeah, just just weird. She's not playing just the wife who's there, the wife standing by her man, yada yada. Yeah, she's like, no, she's got like her own like weird things about her as well, and like that's one of them is that she thinks the David Byrne suit is really sexy. Yeah, and, and Julianne Nicholson portrays her really marvelously. It's 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 a wonderful depiction but I, I but i also think it's a much more sort of um yeah it's like a really well realized like kind of full woman the, uh, both of the characters are like they they act and talk there's like a little bit there's like times here and there at the dialogue where it like reveals a little bit of the hand of the writer yeah like they sound a little bit younger than their characters are but generally like they both act and play like kind of just weird older people who are getting by in life, but if you were to, like, peel things back a little bit, you'd be like, oh, you're, like, really weird underneath. <laughs> you're, like, kind of weird. <laughs> you're, like, weird with it. You're yeah. kind of <laughs> wacky with it. Um, Yeah, then we meet uh, Michael Sarah and Kate Berlant. Yes, who are the third woman who's I don't know the actress offhand. Uh, I don't know either. She's, just, she's, she's good in it. She's uh, an Aubrey Plaza type. Dylan Galula, I think, might be her name, perhaps. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's Yeah, but uh, so he he meets the three of them. Uh, Molly clearly wants to fuck him, and and then and then basically kind of tries to. Uh, but prior to that, they they basically tried to they introduced this idea of like commercials in dreams and like a sprite deal. Yeah. Um, which obviously becomes uh, very important later in a yeah. hilarious way. Uh, but I mean, just overall, like Michael Sarah's presence in this movie as like, I, 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 my, uh, it's fun to watch these kind of actors like flower into like the masculinities that they portray in, yeah. <laughs> in the fictional characters that they choose, uh, and like the, the sort of roads that they go down. Uh, cause I think Michael Sarah makes a great, like, kind of mousy manager yeah who's like a, a shithead like a bit of a like a bit of a like a, a hustle life instagram guy exactly yeah yeah like he's so i, I don't know and, and kate berlant is just always like anytime she's in a, like a business meeting scene which i feel like she's always in she's always in a meeting and it's always funny 
she's got very good sketch comedy delivery where yeah. it's like it's just like you could just hear her like rapid firely throwing out like lines and stuff and then picking the ones they really <laughs> want to keep yeah like they're they're both really good uh and uh yeah and then he tries to fuck <laughs> or molly really tries to fuck him yeah because because molly reveals that she's the first person who has a dream where he's not just standing there yeah uh, and it's specifically that she has like a home invasion like sex dream. sex dream um and then so she kind of like uh it almost feels like the tentpole of what the movie's trying to say where she she's like how she's trying to like communicate and reenact this fantasy yeah and he, as soon as she unzips his pants, he comes in his pants and then farts really loud. Yeah. <laughs> and she keeps telling him to stop talking because whenever he starts <laughs> talking, it ruins the fantasy because she basically has like a dream of him as like a, an intruder creep who yeah. just like molests her. Yeah. And then the actual guy is like, yeah, he's like a farting, doddering professor. Yeah, literally. Like, it's so... I don't know. It, it It's so smart because it's just like the way that she communicates with him and kind of only really gets across like half of the idea of the dream and doesn't really know what to ask for. Um, not only just as like a young person trying to fuck an old guy, but also as just like this kind of pinpoint on the like. Me and Jay were having this like we we frequently have this discussion, but. A lot of discourse on the internet is kind of like people boxing with their shadow self. Yeah, no, it's it's or it's it's people arguing with someone. It's the it's doing the shower argument where you're having an argument with someone later that you should have had then. Yeah. But instead of in the shower, you're doing it online. Literally. And you're doing it with like a completely random stranger. Yeah, absolutely. And it it kind of like it brings to bear that, like, human conflicts, like, so much shit is just, like, you, you think what's outside of your head is actually, or, like, I don't know, you, you, you think something about the world that is actually inside of your head. Yeah. Uh, for example, let's say Bean Dad. Yeah. Let's bring him, let's bring him back into the mix. I, I was like, I was like, I was looking at some, like, reviews, someone, like, basically said that this film is having the same arc as the Bean Dad, Bean Dad story, and I was like, oh, Bean Dad is absolutely one of the inflection points of this. Oh, yeah. Because that's such a, like, for whatever reason, that is the iconic, weird, going viral and being cancelled story. Right, yeah. Because all of a sudden, it's like, what, here's what I think, like, about the phenomenon, is it's, People weren't mad about what Bean Dad did because they weren't there. Yeah. They were mad at him for being cringe because he was being cringe on the internet. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people haven't been around long enough on the internet apparently to recognize that. <laughs> but there's like a pretty fundamental and important difference there. No, it's, 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 the Bean Dad saga is bizarre because it's like, uh, this film uses the big cancel culture words. And I always say like, I, 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 my opinion on it is always like cancel culture is like media bullshit. Like that, like when they talk about media yeah. figures, that's cancel culture. By which I mean, it's all just PR wars. Dave Chappelle is so canceled. Yeah. Oh my God. He's so uh, canceled. He's making $700 million. He's so canceled. When it's this weird uh, internet panopticon mediated social fights. Yeah. That's just call out culture. Like that's just call outs. Like that's yeah. just basically call outs at the end of the day. It's just but people applied yelling. to like a meme that yeah. you saw. 
it's an annoying word for an annoying phenomenon that it like it, it's it's i don't know people have always yelled about shit it's i, I don't know like growing pains with with a new form of like communication it's it's like weird tulip madness yeah i think the weirdest thing to me that i like the the behavior that is most baffling to me mm-hmm. uh and thank god twitter is gonna fucking die if you yeah. all would fucking stop posting on um real shit fucking quit using the websites just stop going on there there, blue sky is fine. It's I mean, like, these blue sky. Don't even, like you can write letters to people. You text your friends. Yeah, you don't have to keep using. I'm not gonna go on my big rant about <laughs> how how insane it is that everyone complains about how bad Twitter is, and it is terrible. It's gotten way worse. But it's like Elon got you fucking clocked. Yeah, you're still logging into those posted minds eight hours a day <laughs> fucking Ugh. arguing with even more people now because the website's gotten worse but that has meant it has gotten very good at showing you people to argue with you know these oats taste rotten and my stomach really hurts but i don't know i'd have to reach my hand all the way up to unbuckle the the feed bag <laughs> from my fucking face but like the, the, you know, the behavior that I see, I've seen on there that especially as I've like just used it significantly less is baffling to me is seeing someone like retweet a quote retweet dunk on someone. Yeah. And then quote retweet the original post themselves to basically do their own version of that. Right. And it's like, you already said that. <laughs> like you already did the... I agree. Yeah, <laughs> you've communicated what you need to. Like, do you, why do you, do you, you're not even saying anything new. You're <laughs> saying the same thing. Oh, yeah, it's, 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 it's circling the drain. It, you know, it, it, it's, I don't know, like, it, it's interesting to kind of, and, and you know, when it, when it kind of results in movies like this. Yeah. Uh, You know, I think the discussion can be somewhat interesting. Most of the time, it's just really tiring. I it's I I I'm so glad that whatever they put uh in Christopher's drink to to tamp his more reactionary impulses really worked <laughs> because this film did not uh annoy and piss me off as much as I thought it did once I realized it was go where like the kind of direction it was taking its its language. Yeah, I think it's because it's pretty smart to have it be that he is kind of going air quotes viral for like just being there. Right. Because then there's, like, no room for audiences to really project their own... Because here's the other problem, is so many people take these stances on these things, but then they have a, like, comma, unless they deserve it clause. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's the problem, is that everybody thinks someone deserves it. Oh, yeah. And all you need is, like, good couple hundred other people to agree with you and then you're right back to the same problem of like man everyone does this all the time online and it's so pointless and it's like it's because you don't give yourself a call don't give yourself a carve out clause yeah just us like it's not about assuming the best intentions nor really about assuming the worst intentions either it's 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 literally just a matter of like is this person in your house right now yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's fucking are they literally like staring in your window like that that's probably an acceptable subtweet like yeah you know oh this person (laughs) this person really won't get off my lawn oh my fucking god you guys the sweaty man outside my house is staring in the windows again (laughs) (laughs) that's 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 let's make this go viral (laughs) (laughs) rt this uh yeah so i mean like 
Yeah, so so the the kind of arc of the film, like the dreams turn very violent and uh specifically pretty like some of them pretty rapey, uh some of them I, just I like murdering people. Also give the film credit for not like showing that. Yeah. Uh I feel like a, a lesser impulse would have been to have more sexual violence scenes and they they don't. I mean there's the scene with the, the woman's like fantasy dream, but it's like mm-hmm. explicitly made really clear early on to it that it be that it's like a sexual fantasy she's having. Yeah, absolutely. Um but most of them are just like really graphic murders yeah. <laughs> that he does. Really, really troubling. Uh and and yeah, the the kind of tone and candor around him starts to change. Uh there's uh, hilariously, there's a meeting where they call it cognitive behavioral therapy. What they're doing, and it's just exposure therapy, and it's which just is like exposure. not the same thing. Because I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is a very like we got HR to put together a, a exposure therapy plan to solve this issue in a way that obviously isn't going to work. Yeah, uh, but they start off by calling it explaining how it's cognitive behavioral therapy, and I'm like, that's literally like. What you were doing is the opposite of cognitive behavior therapy. Literally, it's I don't see any goddamn worksheets, bitch. Nobody, nobody is like rephrasing anything. <laughs> <laughs> they're phrasing the fact that they're having a bunch of nightmares. There's no, there's no re, there's no reframing of it's like, well, what if the nightmares are actually good? Yeah. That's cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I mean, it's 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 buzzwordy, right? It's so yeah. fun. Um, yeah, which, uh, kind of, like, this kind of ruins his personal life. It ruins his professional life. He gets beat up by a random guy for not leaving a diner. He's not allowed to see his daughter's play thing. Uh, his students won't come to class Students won't come to class. He's losing, uh, business deals. Uh, and then it culminates him, he he gets hunted by himself. In his own dreams. In his own dreams. Which leads to a very funny apology video. Awesome. Awesome. Nicolas Cage, his best work in this film. This film, he is carrying this movie on his his fucking back. And that scene is... mm. He does, like, the... Jay was saying this before, but, like, he does these, like, old person blinks. Where he blinks too much. He (laughs) blinks way too much and too dramatically, and... He shakes his head like really dramatically. Like he's he's very like in in body language, very deferent and like very non threatening, which makes his like the murder nightmares kind of hilarious. Yeah. Uh. So so yeah, he has the fucking hilarious apology video that makes his wife so embarrassed that she kicks him out of the house and yeah. he has to like <laughs> sleep in a basement with a leaky propane tank and a, and a fluorescent light that doesn't turn off. Yeah, which is. Just really awesome. Uh, and then the dreams kind of suddenly stop. But then... Not before. Not before. Uh, what, we get the best fucking scene. Oh, wait, wait, I was talking about the scene uh, that led him to disappear. Because, oh, which, which one is that? Uh, when, he, when he slams the door on a woman's hand. That, okay, yes. Okay. The movie really starts cooking. Yeah. At a certain point. Uh, and, which is... I, I liked it because it's very much so like... If you're, you know, and again, the film is also, like, taking its own premise seriously, which I like. It's not, it's not going, well, here's our metaphor, and now the rest of the film is going to coast by on, like, Control-F Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, if you're resting that on the metaphor, I like that as the, like, the way in which the, this sort of viral image of a person ends up supplanting them mm-hmm. to the point where it's, like, you can, you know, because you basically are subjecting someone to mass 
uh, psychosis. Yeah. Uh, and that's positive and negative. Right. Uh, like, well, not positive and positive, but like, even when it's good intention, attention, mm-hmm. you are still subjecting someone to a thousand people suddenly knowing and having an opinion about you. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, that ends up supplanting you to the point where it ends up kind of just creating the behaviors that people are assuming you have. Uh, and the way that plays out here is that when he tries to go in to see his daughter's play anyway, he gets in a tussle with the, the woman guarding the door and accidentally slams it on her hand uh, and just fucking cuts her finger off from it. Yeah, pretty much. Like, uh, which caused her to run down the hall saying, he attacked me. <laughs> yeah. White woman moment. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't know. It, it It's crazy. It's it's very funny. And that leads to the actual funniest best moment, which is what starts as what appears to be like a video essay about his mysterious fault like rise and fall and then turns out to be an advertisement. Yeah. <laughs> for Dreamfluencers. <laughs> dream hashtag #Dreamfluencers, bro. Where they figured out the the mechanisms under which everyone was having dreams about this guy and how to harness it. In order to send the most like pitch perfect zoomer like like influencer house like set of kids it's, into people's dreams to advertise products, it's fucking awesome because the whole movie like they're trying to kind of steer Nicolas Cage's character, his career, and all these different uh, like all, all these different directions. Like they're trying to kind of like you know take advantage of his dream image and then they're trying to take advantage of his nightmare image and he's he's like an older man so he's like less easy to basically manipulate yeah like he's like he he's really dead son is like no but i want to be known for like my work like, yeah that's the stuff i do yeah especially because they set up early on that like you know he has a chip on his shoulder that is his old co-worker his old like uh one of his old associates is basically plagiarizing from him to, yes. and getting published for it yeah so so he wants to he wants to like kind of do things his way and he's suffering through the like career horse plinko effect that happens to so much of us. Uh but he like and also the movie very smartly specifically is like they it brings up cancel culture specifically and it also is just like yeah all we can really bookie for at this point is like Joe Rogan, Tucker Carlson, Say, like it name drops that. Do you want to do the Jordan Peterson route? And he's like, I don't want to go on Tucker. No, he, he he literally is just like, I don't want to be a fucking cultural like fucking. I don't want to be that loser. Yeah, you know, I I do love the line where like the, when they're trying to pitch him, it's like, you know, there's always the kind of. I don't want to say alt-right. <laughs> but, like, the fact that she's like, I can't think of anything else to say, but... Yeah, they'll, like alt-right psych. <laughs> they'll book you. Yeah. No one else will. Uh, they're desperate. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> it's really awesome. So, that being the case, when when it's, like, all of these, like, 19-year-old dreamfluencers who don't fucking know better and are being, like placed together in this awful tiktok house yeah uh it's hilarious it's it's doubly hilarious when uh nicholas cage's character starts having this dream where he's in his like new apartment post-divorce with his like fold-out bed and all of a sudden there's like a dead dog on the floor uh and it starts to feel kind of lynchian yeah but then a guy this like shitty zoomer shows up <laughs> and is like Hey, Let's like, dance, man. I like your shoes, bro. And he's wearing Nicholas Cage is wearing the stupidest looking fucking <laughs> shoes I've ever seen in my life. And like 
the the dreamfluencer's like selling the shoes to him and then another dreamfluencer shows up but is like hey bro stop hitting him and he's like, you need this keto supplement. But he keeps like fucking his lineup and so he has to keep repeating <laughs> it. <laughs> awesome. It's so it's awesome. It's so funny. It's such a, it's such a like perfect, like sudden ramping up of the like, of the like uh, magical realism of the film. And it's yeah. like perfect. Because it comes at like the perfect kind of climax of the film, as it were. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, where it's just, oh, we're now in a new society where like people just accepted that this is, Everyone adapted to this, like, now that, like, you've gone through this hell and stuff and adapted. I even like the gag of the Zoomers in the commercial, clearly not knowing anything about him or the situation. And so it's like, yeah, it's like, fucked up. He was using this technology to terrorize people. When it's like, the whole thing is like, nobody knows why he was in anyone's <laughs> dreams. Like, there's literally no reason why he was in anyone's He didn't dreams. invent it. Yeah. It fucking happened to him. <laughs> It's so awesome. Yeah, I I like the the end it, the the movie kind of gets gets better as it goes along and and that was just such a fucking hilarious just like draining of all of the like messaging and the sort of like meaning of what he went through. Yeah. Um and then it kind of just ends on this like really nice dream sequence where he's saving his wife from uh, fucking being burned at the stake. Being burned at the stake in his Whoa. David Byrne suit, and then floats away, and then he... like his daughter did at the start of the film. Yeah. Uh, so well constructed, f- fun little film. Uh, but yeah, like at, at at the kernel is this kind of capitalistic reimagination of the panopticon. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it even recognizes in the film that, like, you know, once he starts going along with it to a degree, like, he straight up admits, he's like, yeah, I'm actually, like, really financially well compensated. Right. And it's like, you know, it becomes this thing where it's like, ultimately, he's like, yeah, ultimately, he's like, I have to give into the engine of it because, like, that's my only option is, like, to go along with it and get the money, get yeah. the bag. Yeah. Uh, And it kind of, like, I don't know, like... There used to be, or rather, like, the the world's... I, and I speak only as someone who sp- spent the first eight years of my life in the 90s. Yeah. But the the world used to feel uh, such in such a way that... And I might have said this before, but it, it used to feel as though your voice didn't matter. And that wasn't really a problem. Yeah. It's like, I didn't, I didn't get to pick what was on TV... So I would ch- either change the channel or turn it off um, and go read a book or go outside or something like that. Um, and now millennial on their damn phone, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, there's this sort of like cultural importance that is like presumed to be had from like tweets. Yeah, no, every I think that's the other thing that's propping up the website is that like Every news article has like ten tweets embedded in it. Yeah, and then when the news article gets tweeted, there's like you know, if if you're lucky, like six thousand angry quote quote retweets. Yeah, uh, you know, if anybody find, find the it. correct headline to 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 correct headline or image to make people think the article is saying something it's not, so they'll angrily retweet it, mm-hmm. and then there'll be a second round of discourse about how nobody reads anything online anymore. Yeah, literally. Uh, and 
Yeah, kind of, kind of as I sort of said before, like, I'm, I'm just very interested in the way the, the this movie explores how, like, people just make shit up about what other people are saying. Yeah. Like, they literally just decide some random ass shit. Uh, like, bitch, that's a whole new sentence. What yeah, the fuck no, are you talking no, about? We, we are living in the, in the era of bitch, that's a whole new sentence. And, like, that's really what it is. We're, like, we're in the era of So You Hate Waffles. Yeah. And it's... <laughs> I, I, I love it because it's like, again, it's I like that they completely stripped this idea that he did anything. It's literally just that he was there. And so he becomes it. And yeah, that's a little oversimplifying of how a lot of these things like air quotes shake out. Yeah. But the point of it is that it's like when you strip away the does this person deserve it or not question, you're left with just does anybody deserve yeah. this? <laughs> I mean, even the most, like, theoretically rancid, because, I don't know, like, there, there's such a, like, it, it, it goes a little bit hand in hand with, like, the true crime obsession and the, because people tr- will treat, like, a person whose name I'm not even going to use, but, the, like, the first famous lol cow, uh, if you know who I'm talking about, you know, and if you don't, you know, but, like, yeah. they treat that like their attorneys in the courtroom. Yeah, which yeah. is crazy to me. No, people love to get involved in things that aren't their fucking business. Yeah, and it's like, or again, it's the thing I said. It's like, is this person in the room with you right now? <laughs> like, is this person in a actual position of power or privilege in a way where this matters, or is it that you see them on your timeline a lot and you don't like them? Yeah, and I don't even think that this impulse is necessarily like new because, as you said, it's like you know lol cow shit it's 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 all all the way back to fucking atrocity tourism shit oh yeah it's always been around but i feel like as everything's gotten consolidated up more and more onto fewer and fewer websites it happens to anybody now especially because now all the like people who aren't super online are all court like forced to be online to some degree and so now it really is just like you could be like Fucking the guy, the guy in that video uh, that was going around where it was like, you have to answer the question. I refuse. He was just like, oh, I'm not online. I don't want to be online. Yeah. And and everyone was like, good. Like, actually, like, good. Because, like, he would be killed. (laughs) (laughs) They would hunt him down like James Somerton. Yeah. And they they would would bleed him him. like a pig. Even, like, I'm not going to defend James Somerton. Hey. Good point. <laughs> I, I just did it. I'm not going to defend James Somerton. But, like, people talk about him like he killed their dog. Literally. And it's like, did you even know who this guy was a month ago? Because I fucking didn't. <laughs> I paid so much money to his Patreon only to only to learn that he's a dirty, dirty plagiarist. Oh, well, that's that's so sad that you've spent all that yeah, money on Yeah, why did Patreon. you do that? I would never donate that much money to a guy with videos that boring. Yeah, have you ever <laughs> have you ever had to spend thousands of dollars on a medical bill either? Like <laughs> your your money's flying out of your pockets to bullshit that doesn't like fulfill you or anyone all the time anyway. Well, that's just it. It's like it's it's people where again, I the reason it's so bizarre to me is like I keep seeing people talk about it and it was always it's like I've never heard of this guy. Yeah. But all these people who've never talked about this guy are talking about it like they were horribly betrayed. And it's like, 
dog, I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. like he's a totem of a massive problem on YouTube and in video essays and in content, air quotes, content creation. Yeah. And in that regards, I think that's great to like use kind of a specific subject example to like dig into this stuff. But the way people react to it is like, dog, he's just some gay guy on YouTube. Yeah. Like, like who cares? Right. Like, unless you're one of the people who was like directly plagiarized, where I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna poo poo you for being like mad that this guy made a shitload of money mm. and you don't. Yeah. But unless, but like, he didn't plagiarize like fucking John Stuck 27 on Twitter. <laughs> 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 and their loud ass is talking about it. I mean, he pay- he plagiarized from people who are ostensibly in the same like media professional sphere, sphere as yeah. him like that is like that will that problem's going to solve itself yeah that and it i don't got it's already solving itself <laughs> yeah that that maga lady making that tunnel under her house that problem's going to solve itself <laughs> and, and and maybe it'll take a couple of her underprivileged neighbors houses with it and that really sucks yeah. and i'm sorry to those people uh but it's going to be real funny when that that's that's if listen if we want to drive this back into the the local thing take only screenshots <laughs> leave only page views <laughs> the be- the best the best call and cuz i say this as someone who loves gawking online Oh yeah, Bruno. It's, it's addictive. I love gawking. It's online. the it's the void. I love honestly. Big reason why I'm on Blue Sky right now. Not as polluted as Twitter, and they've got the weird homebrew algorithms, which you can like fuck around with, and yeah. it just hand delivers me a weird person every time I open my timeline. It's kind of nice, and it's so great because it's just a harmless weird guy. Yeah. So I get to just read their posts, maybe like send them to like like my like my friend or my boyfriend. And, like, that's it. And, like, that person's fine, and I'm fine, and I go about my day, and I don't think about them ever again. Yeah. Sometimes I'll read a post like that, and I'll have an unconscious, like, brief moment of, like, oh, this person's the president. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and they are, this is their new law that they're enacting. <laughs> and I'm no longer going to be allowed to XYZ. Like, it's, it's such a bad impulse. It's, it's so... It's so funny to just be able to read shit and then just leave it alone because I'm like, this doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) Even if it's something that annoys me or makes me mad, I'm like, this doesn't fucking matter. Well, again, I have to reiterate, like, the second you open your fucking mouth about it, everyone knows everything they need to know about you. Not, Not the topic at hand. Yeah. You. Yeah. You're mad at your roommate. You're mad at your partner. You're mad at your friend. So you take it out on a stranger. You're taking it out on poor sock. Poor sock. <laughs> oh, poor sock. Leave sock alone. So- hasn't sock been through enough? Leave hasn't... sock alone. <laughs> leave Zoe XT38 or whatever oh, alone. Leave, leave her alone. She's on ketamine. She doesn't know what she's saying. <laughs> she... <laughs> she'll she'll be fine. Leave Magamom bunch of numbers alone. Leave the drug- that bitch is gonna drop dead of an essential oil. You don't gotta worry about her. <laughs> Leave drunk guy in a sailor hat screaming in Times Square alone. Like, he'll... I had uh, a guy talk to me outside once about uh, how he went viral 
Oh no. Uh for because he started singing uh Eminem Lose Yourself really loudly at the airport after he got kicked off a plane because he accused people on the plane of trafficking children. And this is what he told me, and I was like, that's crazy, man. And then he goes, anyway, can I come in with you so that they'll let me in? And I was just like, no. No, man. <laughs> Absolutely not, dude. It's a uh, pretty strict dress code tonight, buddy. But, like, even in that case with that guy where I'm like, nah, dude, no. I was just like, man. that He was like, yeah, you can look me up. Google it. And I Googled it. It was like, yup, that's a Huffington <laughs> Post article about a guy that I'm talking to right now who's definitely just a schizophrenic guy. Yeah. <laughs> there is no reason for this guy to be in the fucking Huffington Post. Unless he actually yeah. found trafficked kids at the airport. Then put him in the Huffington <laughs> It was better when, like, a celebrity did something fucking weird and we heard about it. Yeah. It's like, we don't even hear about the celebrity weird shit. No. Anymore. Where's, where's, the, where's the stories about, like, Ellen's lover showing up outside of, like, Fresno in, like, a fucking, like, like, fucking torn up jumpsuit. I think that was her. I heard a story. Yeah. About. And his handlers basically arranged a date for him with this, like, woman who wasn't super familiar with him. You know, she, she seemed, you know, it, it, it seemed like thing something could happen. Yeah. The idea for the date was that they would stay in and bake cookies. Walks into that kitchen where she's at and he goes. All right, where's the cookies? <laughs> oh my god, that's and, so funny. And his handlers don't correct him, don't don't oh nothing god. like that. He they just go uh oh shit. Okay, and they just really quickly have to make the cookies for him and and the woman is just like what is going on? What is am I on a is this a is am I catering a child's birthday? <laughs> and I don't feel bad about uh re- relating that alleged story that I heard through the complete rumor grapevine, uh because he's a multimillionaire. Yeah, see, that's just that I don't understand why we need to like turn random people on the internet into our own gossip things. There's rich people who have who's have literally entire teams of people whose job it is. To make up shit about them <laughs> and tell you about it. We totally forgot to bring up that that important part of the movie where, like, he's just like a, a professor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just a professor So this at a is college. like right when he starts becoming viral. So he, like, yeah. goes on the news and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, a, like, a manic guy sh- breaks into his house with a knife and threatens his life. Yeah. In front of his wife and his family. And the, the guy, like, nothing happens. They apprehend the guy. They apprehend the guy. And they, they make it clear. It's like, the guy is, like... Not harmless, obviously, but it's, like, it's a scary encounter, but, like, the guy's just delusional and thinks that this dude is, like, sending him messages. Is the Literally, yeah. yeah. So, they're all of a sudden faced with all of these problems that are, like, this is his wife's childhood home. They don't want to leave. They can't, you know, they don't want to buy a fucking gun, because who wants to buy a fucking gun? Yeah. They can't really, like, security is going to be really expensive, and, like, renovations to the house for security are going to be really expensive, and, like... Is this even something that's going to happen again? Like, it's things where, like, there's just not enough money in the world to account for that. Yeah, and and it's like suddenly this guy has to think about this because of something literally completely outside of his control. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, that's what happens. That's what happens to people online every day. Yeah, because, like, when a stalker shows up to... Oh, God, I'm not going to remember who... It was Drew Barrymore or someone was doing a talk and, like, a, 
the, a guy who had been stalking her for years came up and was like, hi, I need to talk to you. And yeah. it was like, security, zo- security rushing in. Yeah. She's, she's good at, she's, she's taken to a safe place. Like it's, it's this whole fucking thing. Not everybody gets that treatment. Yeah. No, most people don't. Most people really fucking don't. And it's like, I, you know, we know relatively internet famous people. We both know people who have had, oh yeah, there's like a psychotic person obsessed with me. Yeah. Like not psychotic, like adjective pejoratively wise, like a person who is having psychotic episodes and they are convinced that I am responsible for them. Yeah. Uh, and it's not, it's literally just a person who knows me because I was like on a podcast or like I was, I had a post that go, went viral. Again, the, the shadow self thing yeah. like really comes out in, in like when, a, when a person with like full on schizophrenia, psychosis, like that kind of thing, it, it has nothing to do with what anything the person did. And it would be victim blaming to really suggest otherwise. Like, yeah. It's something in their head. It's and it's it's literally just because this weird panopticon thing has created these conditions where people, n- non psychotic people as well, view other people as like you are in my life in the way a celebrity is. Yeah, and not like no, that's just a person. That's just a yeah. rando online. Yeah, even like internet famous ninety eight percent of the time, that's just someone online. That's just yeah. a. C- clown on your computer <laughs> you close your eyes yeah bro like, like bro turn the, turn the screen on there's like so it, it's insane to me in, in today's modern world that you could ever like be forced to see someone like that online that you don't want to because i don't even see most of the people online that exist <laughs> like i have to like kind of go out of my way to do it and if i really don't want to hear about someone which happens pretty often takes me like Max two minutes. Whenever I actually... I gotta block an account and I gotta like mute a term. <laughs> Whenever I actually go and do that and engage in like finding people with like no followers yeah. and like nothing and like you know that that kind of thing and I'll stumble upon their uh, account, I become so certain, hundred percent certainty that everyone is fucking insane. <laughs> and I even see like successful. But still broke musicians. Like, I remember yeah. there was one where she was talking about, like, don't tweet shit like this at me. Like, tweet it at Charlie XCX. She has, like, lawyers whose jobs are to read your posts. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, literally, literally. Tweet it to someone else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God. The, the level of, like, famous you have to be specifically as a musician to be able to budget for anything at all. <laughs> to be able to budget like, for someone whose job it is is to absor- is to take status damage. Yeah. For, you know? Really rough. R- really really rough for, you know, a lot of a lot of career paths. Uh, and again, this is even talking about people who like to a degree pursue a level of being known online. Mm-hmm. Again, worth noting, there's a lot of times this shit happens to someone who's just a person. Oh yeah, like there's so oh my. There have been so many times I've seen like even call out stuff, even for like pretty bad stuff. Uh, and I'm not thinking like in person stuff. I mean yeah. like call out for like pretty bad stuff that they're saying and doing online. Yeah, and I'm just like, I'm sorry, who? <laughs> and I go look, and I'm like, this is nobody. Yeah, like like this is something that you need to warn like. I don't know, their friends about, maybe? But, like, who is this? Yeah. This is no one. This is no one with no reach and no power. 
yeah, 12 followers ass fucking, you know. It's, I don't know, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting predicament. Uh, and I'm very, I don't know, I'm, I'm glad we talked about this today. I'm yeah. glad that this film is trying to talk about this in, in a way that's shockingly so much less annoying than I thought it was going to be. It, it really, when I told you, when I, when I said it was going to be sick, it's by the dark, you did sick of myself, I saw, like, the color drain from your face. Like, yeah. You're like, oh, God, it's going to be so bad. And I was like, to be fair... This is getting better reviews than Sick of Myself was. <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely a more assured and, like, tighter piece of work. It, it seems, it, it's a lot more knows what it's doing, and it's a lot more executing on the same sort of ideas. Uh, better. Yeah. <laughs> or not same sort of ideas, but executing on it's, like, within the same nexus of ideas. Well, it could have been some senioritis from working on two fucking movies at the same time on account of, like, Sick of Myself being a 2022 film. I was wondering, like, when I saw that it was from the Sick of Myself director, I was like, didn't that, like, just come out? Like, yeah. how quickly did the guy... And that one was definitely, like, that wasn't something that was sitting in the can, because I distinctly remember there's a part where she's on her MacBook, and she has the Mushroom Mojack sticker. <laughs> so I was like, they, like, just finished filming this. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess it was like, yeah, a pretty tight schedule, just kind of one after the other. It seems like principal photography uh, took place between October and November of 2022, which is like, I don't even remember when Sick of Myself came out. It was kind of a little earlier that year, but not that much earlier. Like, yeah, May, a bunch of different release dates because it's a movie. But yeah, like, you know. it's like an independent film. I mean, maybe he's just like, he must have like had some connections or something or like that was getting some good buzz because like this is like Nicolas Cage, Michael Sarah, Kate yeah. Berlant, like this is Ari Oster. This has got like a couple pretty decent names and like bases attached to it. So yeah. sick of myself for some of his earlier stuff because he did like some smaller short films. Like must have just put him on people's radar and he was just given the opportunity to do this like really close after sick of yourself or sick of myself. Yeah, A twenty four is pulling him into the fold. A24, they know. New A24 draft is pick. Flipping them. They're, they're trying to find their new Ari. <laughs> they're like, that guy can't crank out movies fast enough. We need more weird guys with weird issues with women. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this, you know, helps you with your dream experience that, that you're having. Yeah, no, I've actually decided I'm going to start tweeting death threats at Nicolas Cage. That's a really good idea. I think that's like a really healthy outlet. Because recently, because like, I've been kind of spreading them out. For, like, you know, like YouTube video essays. Yeah. Guys from the Babylon Bee. Yeah, that's... Random are... random trans people online with an opinion on, like, a really minor community issue that I disagree with. Those are small fries. Uh, but I think I'm just going to start tweeting all of them at Nick Cage. Whenever I'm upset... Yeah. Straight to Nick Cage. Yeah. I, I I usually like to um my favorite thing is to beat up on other women and uh, oh yeah yeah and just tweet horrible things to like Drew Barrymore um you know uh Ellen's a really wonderful one she's oh, great always oh, just my kind such of, a gracious host <laughs> a really wonderful pincushion yeah uh and uh yeah with uh, along along all sorts of different lines like I like yelling at um. What's that? Who is that bitch that would like tweeted drag weight? Oh, Leslie Jones. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I've I've started um I've started finding Hunter Schaefer fan accounts mm -hmm. and just like sending them the most vile shit I can think of when I'm upset. Yeah, that's because I, I, I don't think Hunter Schaefer has an account. 
That's probably true. I mean, I wouldn't if I were her. <laughs> Are you kidding me? There's no fucking way I'd get oh, whatever I was Hunter Schaefer. I I would un I would unplug my house from the electricity. She got to hang out with Kojima. Come on, like what else does she need? <laughs> what do you, what do you, you don't need this bitch. Doesn't need to scroll. <laughs> she needs she needs to. Scroll. You look at Hunter Schaefer and you tell me that's the smile of a person who's ever opened Twitter. You, come on. <laughs> The only thing she needs to scroll is up the escalator to her connecting flight for the gig. 